Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. This is Pastor Katie Rickey here at Yankton First United Methodist Church, and I'm so glad you could join me for this episode in this very special week of the year as we celebrate Christmas. Finally! Um, it feels like uh, it's always so long awaited and then it comes and, and, and I'm, I, I never feel ready. I never feel prepared. Um, but <clears throat> I am excited anyway. Uh, I just want to get a few quick announcements right off the bat. One, we'd love to have you join us for Blue Christmas. That's Tuesday, December 21st at 7 p.m. That service is really designed for anybody to come. Um, but we want to recognize and hold space for people that really struggle during the holiday season, that are that are grieving loved ones being gone and being away, um, that are, are dealing with um, painful memories or that are dealing with just not feeling the joy of the season. And that's okay. And we want to recognize that and have a service that feels more... Um, tailored to that situation and, and authentic to that. I have found Blue Christmas services to be very meaningful in my own life. I find that um, in attending a Blue Christmas service, the, the Christmas Eve services often are, um, I'm able to engage more because I've kind of named and dealt and faced uh, whatever the difficulties are in this season for me uh, so that I can really embrace the joy of the coming of the Christ child. Uh, so that is available to you Tuesday, 7 p.m. here at the church. Uh, one of the things that I do during this service, um, well, that you will be doing, that, that I'm bringing with me as one of my uh, traditions for this service is that um, if you are someone who has lost a loved one or is mourning a loved one during the holiday season and, and that's something that, that really you deal with, during the service, we're going to invite you to come and, and write their name on an ornament. <coughs> to write their name on an ornament that you can hang on the tree and then take home with you after the service. Um, I have an ornament on our tree at home uh, for a year that I, I did this when it was uh, I was dealing with with the loss that was uh, heavy on my heart and so I just want you to know that that's one of the things that we'll be doing there there are other things that we'll be doing as well uh, one thing I won't be doing is preaching at you I don't preach at this service um, I really try to let the words of scripture and the words of hope um, come through in the liturgy and uh, in our prayers and, and things like that. So that's a really special service that I hope that you are able to attend. And then on Friday, Christmas Eve, we will be having two different services. Um, services at two different times is probably the better way to say it. Uh, one at 4.30 and one at 7 o'clock. And they are pretty similar services. The only real difference is uh, the special music that will be included. Uh, so we've got different special music for each of the services, but otherwise it's the same service. We're going really traditional this year. We're going to have the candle lighting. We're going to have the hymns. We're going to have the organ. We're going to have um, just, just a really... Um, what you might expect for Christmas Eve. And I think that maybe that is the most comforting thing that we can offer right now is uh, instead of trying to always do new things, which I feel like lately I've been the queen of um, 
pushing the church in, into some new things and new directions, um, although I'm really excited about them. Uh, there's some things that I feel like you just don't mess with, and Christmas Eve is one of those, and I feel um, sometimes the best way to really get yourself um, in the right mindset and in the right spirit uh, is to have those touchstones of things that, that you've uh, done that are traditions that you've done for years that are very meaningful and and I have to say that they're meaningful for me as well and so that's that's kind of the way we're handling it this year and I'm really looking forward to singing some hymns with you um, I had some people that were very surprised at my singing this week in the sermon and I have to say that I was very nervous about it um, especially during first service when they sang Mary did you know already so beautifully and so high <laughs> when it was my turn i was like why did i think this was a good idea um but hopefully the the sentiment and the words behind it were special for you and and that's really ultimately what my goal was um but i do enjoy singing and i especially enjoy singing at christmas eve in the church that i grew up in it was a lutheran church and in my hometown it was i think three different Lutheran churches that had joined together at one point to become Trinity Lutheran Church in my hometown. And part of our Christmas Eve services were, obviously we sang with candlelight, um, how can you not? Uh, but we also uh, honored some of our uh, heritage during that service. And so we would sing, I am so glad each Christmas Eve, and we would sing one verse in Norwegian not a single soul in that church spoke Norwegian, but I remember sitting with my family and we usually would take up, my extended family would take up two or three pews and man, we just sang our hearts out. Cause, and, and if you've heard me, if you've read scripture for me, or if you've heard me in small groups say, like, if you do it with confidence, people won't question you. And so we just sang it with confidence. And the other song we sang was, we would sing a verse of Silent Night in German. I took German in high school, so I was a little more confident in my pronunciations. I mean, as best as I can uh, for the German Silent Night. Um, but I remember that was one of the things that, you know, when when I when I entered into ministry and, and moved away from my hometown and my home church, that was one of the things I really missed. Um, when I started leading worship services for other churches that had their own traditions, I remember really longing for what I grew up with and, and what I wanted. And so I understand the importance of tradition and the importance of having those things that kind of remind us where we are and who we are and what we've been grounded in. And so that's some of the thought process behind Christmas Eve this year. Uh, we do not do Christmas Day services here, um, which is probably for the best for this very pregnant pastor at this time. Uh, but we will have services again on the 26th because that lands on a Sunday and we will be doing our 930, 9 and 10.30 services that day. And then I want you to come back on January 2nd, that is the next Sunday, because uh, we're going to be celebrating Epiphany. And Epiphany is when we celebrate the wise men or the magi showing up uh, to offer gifts to uh, Jesus. And last year we started Star Words. 
Um, and so that's something we're going to continue to do this year. So that'll be the service where you will get your star word for the year. I'd be very curious if any of you still have your star word around or know what it was for this last year and how maybe your year was defined by that word or how that word fit into your life this year. Um, I would be really curious, actually, if you would be willing to share that with me. I think that would be really, really special. Um, but that's coming up January 2nd, even though Epiphany is not technically until January 6th. Um, but that's when we're going to celebrate it. Uh, and then just looking ahead, uh, January is going to be um, a really big month for me. Uh, we'll be, I'll be here for most of the month before, before going out on maternity leave. And uh, one of the things that we're looking at doing is starting a series on world religions uh, as a class that you can take. Uh, so we'll maybe get that going uh, sometime in January. And yeah, we just got a lot of fun things planned. I am really looking forward to um, the series of guest preachers that we have coming in. Uh, it's quite a range um, of experience, life experience, of, of um, context, and I just think it'll, it's going to be really fun for everybody. Also, don't forget that we have the banquet on December 30th that we are serving. Uh, so if you've signed up for that or signed up to bring donations for that, don't forget about that. We have the new Loads of Love uh, laundry mission that we are participating in. That'll uh, The first time we do that will be the third Tuesday in January. Uh, also looking for donations and volunteers for that. The sign-up sheet is out in our lobby. And then uh, we've got some more things up our sleeves for mission as well, uh, which makes me super excited. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who gave to the UMCOR uh, special giving that is going to be directed toward uh, those who lost things in the tornadoes uh, in Kentucky and elsewhere. Um, I said that whatever we brought in, that we would that we had someone who was willing to match that which means uh, that the church will be sending over $1,000 to UMCOR for that mission. And so I just want to say a big thank you to your generosity. I know that 100% um, of that is going to go to the people who need it the most. And it's one of the reasons I'm so proud to be United Methodist is, is for our ability to come together with things like UMCOR and, and have the infrastructure in place to help the people in need when they need it. And so, gosh, is that all of my, like, announcements? I hope so. That's a lot. So I was thinking about what to talk about for this Christmas episode of what's going on. And um, I think in some ways, just kind of like hoping about what Christmas can do and what Christmas could bring about. I mean, we've been talking a lot about the coming of Christ and about um, John the Baptist and how we prepare for that. This last week we really saw great shining examples of the faith of Mary and Elizabeth and, and their willingness to be open to what it means to have Christ come into their lives, um, which are just really wonderful themes for Advent. But as we, as we shift now to Christmas, um, what is the power in Christmas? What is the power in, in Christ's coming, in Emmanuel, God with us? Um, and, and how does that continue to live out each year at Christmas, especially as we have um, added and added pressure year after year uh, 
to celebrate kind of the secular version of Christmas over the sacred, um, making Christmas about Santa Claus and Elf on the Shelf and uh, Christmas movies and presents and parties and all things that I love. I mean, don't get me wrong. I forced my boys to watch White Christmas with me this weekend because I wanted to watch it. It is one of my favorite movies. Uh, they weren't so interested. Um, you know, I love all of that, but that's not really what we uh, say that Christmas is. And a lot of the really wonderful Christmas movies, oftentimes the message behind them is the importance of family, the importance of relationship, the importance of kindness. Um, I think I heard in one uh, show that I used to watch, they had a Christmas episode and said, you know, Christmas is to kind of make manifest that at the coldest and darkest time of the year that it's going to also be the most joyful. And that just kind of got me thinking again, like, what is the power of this holiday? What is the power of remembering that Christ has come into the world? And it reminded me of a story that I learned when I was a chaplain intern. Um, and I learned it from, and I think I've mentioned her before, I think maybe even recently. Uh, so she's really on my heart lately. Um, a wonderful woman named Hildy from Germany. Uh, and Hildy <laughs> took a liking to me and I'm so glad that she did. And she had me come to her apartment and watch this video and it was in German. Um, I think there were subtitles for me. My German is not good enough to watch a video and know what's happening, but, um, and it was about this Christmas truce that happened in World War I in 1914. So the first Christmas of World War I. World War I uh, went on for, I think, four years. Um, but in the first year of fighting on Christmas, you know, the Pope had asked that there would be a truce uh, for Christmas, at least for that Christmas Eve night, uh, which was ignored by um, the powers that be that were in war. But something miraculous happened in that um, all over the war fields in Europe, there were these truths that started happening and the soldiers would, so they would be kind of in trenches on either side, right, fighting, you know, we have Germans and the Britons and, and things like that. And Christmas Eve night, uh, according to, you know, different soldiers wrote down in their journals, in their diaries about, about this experience. And one from England wrote that they could hear that he was stuck in this mud hole, basically, uh, three feet by three, like three feet deep, three feet wide, um, and just covered in mud, cold, wet, gross. And all of a sudden that they could hear the German, German soldiers on the other side singing and kind of raising a merry ruckus, if you will. And uh, they were singing a song. Some, now, I think according to the video that I watched with Hildy, that song was Silent Night. Um, I don't know if the, how accurate that is. Um, but it's a pretty well-known hymn, and it's a hymn that was originally written in German, uh, also made very popular in English. 
Uh, and so they were singing, and then some of the British soldiers sang it back. And, uh, and then the soldiers called out to each other and said, hey, why don't you come over here? And they're like, yeah, right, that's a trap. <laughs> and they said, why don't you come halfway? We'll come halfway. And that's what they did. And they met in this no man's land, that, that space between where the two armies are, you know, uh, were fighting each other literally hours beforehand. Um, and they joined together and they sang hymns, song, Christmas songs. They shared uh, in some provisions. Uh, and they, I guess, in, in one place, they even like got up uh, impromptu soccer game. Uh, and, and I guess this happened like all over Europe, all over the war fields that these impromptu truces happened and that, that they happened kind of in defiance of the powers that be, the generals and and the nations that were involved in this war who had, who had rejected the idea of a truce from, from the Pope, um, but that the soldiers themselves were making it happen. Not everyone loved this idea, but there was just something about that that reminded me of the transcendent power of, of Jesus. That in that moment, those soldiers ceased to be enemies and they were bound by their faith in the same Christ. They saw each other, at least for a fleeting space of time, as humans, as fellow brothers in Christ, celebrating the same holiday, longing for the same peace. Um, that Christmas in 1914 transcended the power of war and violence. And I just think that's amazing. And I think there is something about this time of year. There is something about the coming of Christ. There is something about this inauguration of a new life that keeps making miracles happen. Right? I think what happened in 1914 was a miracle. Now, did it end the war? No. Did 15 million people still die in that war that lasted for over four years? Yes. But when those men gave in to the power of God in the story of Christmas, at least for that fleeting moment, their life was different. Their viewpoint of those around them were different. They, they shared compassion and love, and I, I just think like that's what, that's what we hope for. That's what we long for, and that's the, and that's I think what we need more than anything. That's the hope that I have this year for Christmas is that, you know, all of this division and strife and frustration and anger that people have toward one another. That let's put it aside. Let's put it aside right now, and remember that we are all beloved that we are all in need of this Christ child, that, that this is indeed good news, and that we should lay aside our own problems, lay aside our own agendas, and really just take a moment to welcome, welcome the Savior, to welcome this child, to welcome 
a new way, a new opportunity for living. And to invite others into that and to just take a moment of shared praise. That's what happened in 1914. I wish it would have lasted. I wish it would have uh, changed the landscape of the war. Um, but at least it gave them a reprieve, gave them a memory that that they were part of something that that uh, transcends logic and transcends and and just again, God is so much more powerful than anything that we know here on earth and. You know, when you're in a world war, I can't imagine anything feeling more all-consuming. And, and yet they found a way. They found a way to set it aside. And I think the way that they did that was by recognizing their shared humanity and recognizing their shared tradition of praising God and welcoming the Christ child. And so I hope that as you embark on your Christmas traditions this year, that you would allow them to break open your heart, that you would allow them to remind you of the goodness that you have in Christ, the joy that we have in having a Savior, the hope that we have in our salvation through Jesus, the peace that we have, knowing that God is more powerful and bigger and in control of things far beyond what we can imagine. And the ultimate gift is the gift of love. The love that we have been shown and hopefully the love that we show others. So I'm gonna end this podcast by singing two verses of Silent Night, one in English and one in German. May you remember God's power, God's glory and God's ability to overcome anything in this world. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy so tender and mild <clears throat> sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace still a knocked high a knocked all is left Einsam wacht, nur das Trauter hoch heiliger Paar. Und der Knabe ihm lockigen Haar, schlaft in himmlischer Ruhe, schlaft in himmlischer Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. 
on this episode of What's Going On, a video and audio podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Sundays, and we have two options available. 9 a.m. is our contemporary service, and 10.30 a.m. is our traditional service. You can find those online as well at our website, www.firstumcyankton.org, or on YouTube. 